I have future wager at 50 to 1. You do. I got another 25 to win. the first leg where I, I just walk home. I'm just straight out the door. I'm gone. Hello listeners and welcome to another huge edition of the Two Units podcast. It's got group racing galore this weekend with three group ones at Caulfield and two up there in Sydney. Uh, we're going to look at specs across three states and four tracks today. We've got the Sultan Supper pack your nags, the unit of the week debut segment. And then we round out the show with our two units, our best bets from around Australia. My name's Nick Foote. Joining me as always is my great mate, Dave Strelaw, the Sultan. Salts, welcome along, mate. Footy listeners, great to be here. And it's been a big week for the units, hasn't it, mate? There's been plenty going on. So we've got a lot to discuss and a lot of form to get through as always. Absolutely, and and I think just leading on from that is My Bold Boy, or formerly known as My Bold Boy, a horse that we've purchased on Inglis Digital as of yesterday, Salts. Uh, Mitch Beer up there in Albury is going to take good care of him, and uh, we're pretty excited. The shares have filled up real, real quick. Yeah, to be honest, I was actually really surprised that it sold out that quick. You know, he, he didn't cost much. He only cost 12 grand, but... Yeah, everyone's on board now and we're looking forward to the journey. And our idea behind that, getting a tried horse like that, firstly, he's sound and he can just go to the races straight away so we don't have to stuff around. And, you know, it's a good entry point. Like I've not owned a horse before and there's just no, you know, the expert, I just want to win a maiden. Yep. You know, it's, it's, it's quite low risk and the reward is a bit of fun along the way. So that's what we're all about. And He's a demon, mate. He's a stupid idiot. He just runs so fast and then gets tired. So 900 metres at Corowa will just be bloody suit him right down to a tee. <laughs> so good. I rang him about an hour ago, Mitch, just to check in and see how everything was uh, going. And first of all, he picked up the phone with Mitch Beer Racing, you buy him, we, we try him. That was the, uh, and, and he goes, I'm sending the truck down to Flemington tomorrow. And he goes, and it's probably the only time my truck will be at Flemington and my bold boy will be there at the same time. But that's what it's about, Salts. We know it's, um, as you said, it's about winning our maiden in, in the bush and the camaraderie and, and getting a crew together. And I'm I'm pretty excited for the ride. Hopefully, it's a good one. Yep, ditto. This fresh, delicious, tasty, meaty, turkey-filled, cold-cut combo. I eat three every day to help keep me strong. Salty, it's time for the supper named in your honour, the Sultan Supper, of course, where we invite performances, uh, great ones from the week gone by, and a couple invites for you this week, Salts. Yeah, firstly, I'm going to invite Justin Huxtable. Now, he's a young fellow that grew up on Kangaroo Island, and on the weekend, he rode Splash some cash. I say that bloody 10 times, Jesus. He rode Splash some cash in the Kangaroo Island Cup, and it was his first ride, winning ride, in the Kangaroo Island Cup for Justin. And so he went berserk. As he crossed the line, he got up in the irons and he did the old, how do you do, the big salute. But even though he's a local, he forgot that straight after the winning post is one of the tightest, most awkward turns in the history of horse racing. The horse went with the rail and 
old Duzzy boy had to abort and he got three weeks for celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> you, you said it's the tightest, most awkward turn in horse racing. Did they put the corner of Oak Bank at, after the finishing post <laughs> Mate, at Tangaroo Island? It's a weird-ass turn, Yeah, whatever it is. So, yeah, Justin can come along because I'm sure he's, he's pretty embarrassed, but good on him. Yeah. Yeah, nice one, mate. Good. Uh, welcome along, Justin. And uh, you've got another one also, Salty. Yeah, this this one's out of fear. Um, so I'm inviting <laughs> someone to the supper out of pure fear. So in the lead up to my best bet last week, which is still running the garden, uh, there's an owner of Rose Quartz that, that gets in touch with us, Robert Moran. And he sort of said, hey, Salty boy, I'll see you in the winner's the winner's bar after Rose Quartz wins the last at Flemington. And I sort of thought, well, you know, anyone that's grown up in Melbourne knows that as soon as you get threatened by someone with the last name Moran, it's it's time to get serious. So I'm scared. I hope he's not part of the crime family. And Rose Quartz, well, that win was absolutely outrageously good. Absolutely spanked them. Looks a really, really nice horse. So uh, Robert can come along for a feed. Welcome along, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll be doing pat downs on arrival at this week's supper for Bob <laughs> Bob Moran. Uh, all right, nice addition there. Uh, I'm not bringing anyone along this week, so it's nothing's caught my eye. So let's uh, move in to our our next segment, and uh, time to get a little bit animated. That goal regulation size are what? Oh, you will listen to every damn word I have to say. I see no finger paintings you bring home, and they suck. I'm calm. <laughs> All right. It is, of course, time for packing eggs, where things that catch our eye or uh, we experience from, um, yeah, from the last week of the podcast, we uh, bring here salts and we we tell them to pack their nags. And I'm going to kick things off this week in the segment. And one thing that I want, I want to just get up and leave is supermarket commissions. So people on commission mm. in the supermarket and getting harassed. So I was I was away, I was on the Gold Coast on the weekend and just a little supermarket beneath where I was staying there, Salts, there was someone selling life insurance and they kept getting me every time. I reckon I've walked past this same guy four times and he's like, you changed your mind yet? You need some life insurance? <laughs> and he's trying to reel me, reel me in and I'm just like, it, it was borderline harassment. He had the sweatbands on. He was going full Ryan Crowley on me. <laughs> and, and it's just got to go. It, um, it's just got to go. But the irony with this one, Salts, is, um, and you know this well because I was messaging you, but I went out in the ocean uh, after that, after denying life insurance four times, and I got bit by a shark. <laughs> yes. Bit, what was it? A bull shark? Yeah. Uh, it was a wobby gong. It was a uh, one of those. Yeah, they're a real cheeky carpet shark salts. And I um, oh. I walked him into his home and I trod on him, and yeah. he took a took a nice little bit out of my leg. As yeah, um, I think I uh, I put the moz on you, didn't I? I said, be careful out in the ocean, mate. When you go up there, you've mm. been absolutely attacked. It's funny, Salts, because it's it starts as of what are we? We're in February, and it's a little wobby gong bite. But she's by September, it's going to be. I'm going to be putting some serious mayo on it. It's going to yeah. be. I wrestled a 15 foot great white to it'd the be, ground. It'll be Greg Norman with a uh, hammerhead <laughs> oh, shark. I wish that was Greg Norman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. I'm going to take over with the next one. Who remembers your health? It was about. Would have been about 10, maybe 12 years ago. And 
all of a sudden your Facebook direct messages, people that you haven't had contact with for years saying, hey, mate, I thought this would be really great for you. I'm involved in this super project. Like you get some vitamins and some supplements. It just makes you so healthy and stuff. And like if you sign up, I get money. And then like people below me get money. It's like, shut up. That's That sounds like a Ponzi scheme. The, the reason why I why I've teed off on your health is because I remember I had this guy I used to speak to and he hit me up with the your health stuff and I was just like, you're out of my life, mate, on your bike. And the thing that reminded me of it was the Tinder swindler with like oh. the Ponzi scheme. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, yeah. my enemies, my enemies. <laughs> <laughs> my enemies is the new, is the new your health. <laughs> That's not bad. We're basically, you and I are basically just sending pyramid schemes back and forth. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's funny. I reckon all those your health people are now just fully into cryptocurrency. That's like their new go to. Yeah, probably. And NFTs. half of them are probably rich dogs. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, nice. Anyway. Yeah, I've got another one as well, mate. Area okay. codes. So this has nothing to do with. Uh, anything globally this is to do with the telephone so what i've noticed of late i used to dial a number you know like in melbourne let's say nine seven or whatever you dial the eight digit number and it rings on your mobile sweet as now if you dial an eight digit number it says this number needs an area code so i've got to go back and redial. i've got to oh three it happens all the time i've got to oh three it which is victoria's area code so they can get stuffed. I'm not sure if anyone else has noticed that recently, but you know that's two buttons extra I need to press that I shouldn't have to, that I've never that's had un- to. That's unacceptable. Nah, that's, that is unacceptable. <laughs> I keep getting those bloody Russia and Saudi Arabia and Philippines calling me now too. I'm getting like four a day. I'm about to, I was about to throw my phone off the bolty on the way home. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, oh, nice addition of packing eggs there, Salts. Uh, but enough casual chit-chat. It's time to now move into the real stuff, and that's, uh, that's the Salt Specs segment. We'll be back on the other side of this break to do so. Top Sport is bringing you something that's better than the best and better than the rest. It's best of the best multis. Your top odds are guaranteed. Just place a best of the best multi across any Saturday Metro meeting to score yourself the top fluck or top dividend from the three national totes on each leg. How's that for top dollar? Download the app today and bet your way. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Best of the best not available WA races. Gamble responsibly. Welcome back, listeners. It's time now for Salt's Specs. And as always, the Specs segment is proudly brought to you by our great mates at Top Sport. we got Specs across three states only today, but four tracks are also going to have a little peek into that uh, Friday night meet at the Valley, the Typhoon Tracy there. Uh, we're going to kick things off, as always, at uh, in Victoria and at the Heath this week, Salts, we've got a huge card of group racing, three group ones on the menu. What can we expect in terms of weather and conditions? Yeah, it's a beauty of a card, isn't it, mate? And the rail's three metres. It was true last time they raced here. And as we know, it got watered race day and it was inferior. Again, not sure of the watering plans on race day, but with that inferior inside three metres out of play, you'd expect it plays quite well. There's a little moderate southeasterly, means some small advantage to on-pace runners from the shoot start, but I reckon she'll be right, mate. I reckon we'll quite, uh, race quite well. Excellent. That's good to hear. That's what we want on the big days. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to start things off on the card, so it's nice and early in race one, the group three 
Uh, Zetatav stakes for the three-year-old Colts and Geldings over the 1,200. One I like here, Mars Mission at $3.40. So I think it's a bit of a race in two, this one, between Generation and, and Mars Mission. And I, I think the market might have them a little bit wrong here, Salts. And uh, Mars Mission is out at three forty. You've got Generation as favourite. And I just think uh, Mars should be a little bit tighter in the market. Absolutely destroyed them at the Valley last start. Looks to have some serious upside. And I think it's a horse that can really go on with it. The Hawks team's flying. Uh, Jai McNeil's flying. That horse is flying. And uh, hopefully, after race one, the Two Units podcast is flying as well. So so Mars Mission in race one for me. Yeah, mate. I, I looked at those two horses for for so for too long because mm. it is a two-horse race. And I just couldn't land on one because the way the race is run, I reckon he's going to dictate who wins. If it's a sit sprint, Mars Mission will win because he's got a better turn of foot than Generation. But Generation ran ridiculous time once at Mooney Valley before he went out off a really fast tempo. So if something runs them along, the mm. the advantage is to him. But if they don't, Mars Mission's going to be in the 1-1 and, and he can sprint. Love it, mate. Um, hey, race three is the Group 2 Autumn Classic for the three-year-olds, over 1,800. And uh, we like a couple here, Saltzy. Yeah, we both landed on the same one. I'm just having a little saver on one of them. So... I'm having 0.75 units on Mares and half a unit on Castle Ray Kid. I'm quite happy to bet around El Patroness. And if she wins, then it's fair play to her and she's just way too good. But she's through one of the slowest 1,400-meter races in planet history last start that Manoush won. And although she was unlucky and ran home hard, it's quite a poor platform to then step to 1,800 meters second up in what looks like is going to be a genuinely run race. Mares was excellent, over 1,400 metres fresh, home the second fastest last 200 of the night, then stayed at 1,400 metres here in the autumn stakes, posted deep without cover and just raced fiercely, looking for longer now and the genuine tempo is going to be up up his alley and Castlereagh Kid's going to ensure that genuine tempo. He went really fast fresh at 1,600 metres in New South Wales and, and kept running. Then he went to 1,800 metres second up at Sandown, led at a slower tempo, but he just sent them packing when he was challenged. Ten days into this and blinkers go on, he's going to make it a test, and I think he could bust them up, so I'm going to back them both. And that's you've got 0.75 of a unit on Mares at $8, and Castlereagh Kid, you've got half a unit there at $3.70. Yeah. And uh, as you alluded to, Salt, so I'm with you on... Uh, the Manchester City Riyad Mahrez at eight dollars, um, mate. I've been waiting for him. He's been in my black book for to get to at least a mile before backing, but finds that eighteen hundred meters here, which I like. And and you alluded to that too, that fresh run at Packenham two back, and he was huge off that. Ran the fastest last six hundred of the meet. So um, I think here the extra two furlongs is huge. Hopefully can can settle in run as you mentioned. He was a bit fierce, so. Hopefully a little bit more suited to the staying trip. So that'd be a really, really nice uh, little get for us if yep. Mares can salute in race three. Let's move along now to race five. It's the Peter Young Group 2 Wait for Rage over 1,800 once again. And you like one here? Yeah, I like the former New Zealand announced with the O'Brien stable call sign Mav. And excellent return here last start over 1,600 metres. He sat outside the leader ran serious time facing the breeze. That leader was a query at the trip, but it busted easily. This guy stuck on. 
He gave the winner there a kilo and a half. The winner had a beautiful suck run. Running into third was world-class stayer, Spanish mission. I think he can lead today and, and run along. And if that's the case, despite the excellent return from Cascadian in the inferior going, I think he might peak on his run late going to 14 to 1,800 metres second up and 2,000 metres in the Oz Cup, third up's likely his target. So I think Callsign Mav can run him along up top and, and win the race. And you got Callsign Mav, a full unit at 350, and she's Cascadian Lob's favourite here, so I'll see at 270. I don't think I've seen that sort of quote around Cascadian much before, if ever. Nah, SP. given his pattern, I'm not, he jumped quite well last start. I'm not sure where he'll get to in the run. He's a good horse, but yeah, I think call sign Mav. Nice, nice. Hey, let's head to, let's have a look at one of the group ones here on the card now. And that's race six, the Futurity. Uh, it's a wait for age race over the 1400. And uh, you you like a, a multiple group one winner here, Saltzy. I do. Tefane looks really well placed here, second up. And if we go back and look at her effort before the break, she, well, two before her break, she ran stupidly good time here from near the front in a Turak, like outrageously good time. And I'm Thunderstruck, got six kilos off her in the process. That run busted her up and it was an end of prep run in the Empire Rose. But she resumed here at 1,400 metres with a peak fresh figure. She would actually hadn't won fresh. She won here fresh. She gets better with a run. Zara sticks. She loves 1,400 metres. And she's going to be bang up on speed again. I know you're really keen on I'm Thunderstruck for the All-Star Mile. And that's when he's going to show his best. I think this race again could be on speed dominated. And he's going to make up three and a bit lengths. Yeah, it's certainly hard to disagree. Like Tefane is just a clear 1,400 metre horse. You know, you get stretched over the... To them, I don't think good getting oh, stretched she, the mile. Yeah, I, I'd argue I, the the time that she ran with fifty eight kilos in in the Turak was mm. was remarkable. If you took these two horses to, I mean, this is Caulfield as well, Salt. So that's that's the that's the other thing for Tefane who loves yep. it here. If you take these guys to sixteen hundred meter at Flam, you'd be with on thunderstruck every single day. I think. Yeah, you would. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that's that's a good bet, mate. And I'll, I'll follow you in there on, in, on Tefane in race six as well. Nice, bro. Uh, let's head to race seven, the Blue Diamond Stakes. The two-year-olds uh, grew one set weights over 1,200. And she's oh, I love getting involved in these salts. I know you always give them a wide berth because there's some absolute psychopaths that just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't there? <laughs> but I think there's like, with that, there comes a little bit of value as well. So I'm not keen to dive into the jackanoes of the world at five bucks that have done a few things wrong this prep. And those preludes are bloody hard to get a, a bit of a read on. Um, so I'm sort of going a bit left field here with the form. And, and I like Hafey, uh, who's around that 18 bucks to win $5 to place price. And she won by four lengths in maiden grade at Bendigo on debut. And it was a good call by our mate Rick McIntosh too there. He got real into it, which was great. Not lying. Yeah, I know. Willow went out for that ride uh, at Bendigo that day. And I think his uh, post-race interview went for about 95 minutes. Um, <laughs> took up the whole card. Um, but he sticks, which is which is great. Um He's he's drawn the car park here, Hafey, but this sort of race, speed on, 
you know, might get into a three-wide line and, and have some cover and, and look out late, I reckon. I think he's got the ability to finish over the top. So I have an each-way play, just a small each-way play on Hafey at 18 bucks and $5 in the Blue Diamond. Yeah, well, if you look at the history of this race so over the last couple of years, it's horses that get back and run on because there's, there's idiots up front that can't run the trip and then it's the horse that's stronger at the end. So, Tommy, get them, bruh. <laughs> I just love it. Psychopaths. It's so good to watch. Good view. Well, we bought one, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's a handlebars down at Corowa. It's a long yeah. way from a blue dot. <laughs> uh, uh, cool. That does our specs there at Caulfield. That'll do us there for now. We're going to head to Randwick, which is a sweet card up there in Sydney too. What can we expect on the day? Yeah, well, it's going to be very wet, mate. They've had a piss ton of rain. I think that's they actually said that on the weather report on the news. Those words exactly. <laughs> so. Look, we have to wait for scratchings for a few races, you know, because there's probably going to be plenty of them. I've had a look at a few races, though, as well early, but history suggests that lanes one to three will be off, and I reckon lanes four to eight is going to be the A ground. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, let's kick things off, Saltsy, in our favourite classification, which is a benchmark 72 midway. It's race two over the 1100, and you've got a little two-pronged attack here. Yeah, a back and save. I'll back May Rose for a unit and just save on Key Largo. So that works out to be 0.3 of a unit. May Rose has to come back in trip 100 metres, but I think the wet track really offsets that. And and that's actually a positive for mine. What she produced fresh when back and last at Canterbury was, was ridiculous. She was back off a slow tempo, hooked the widest, ran the fastest late splits of the night. And her last 200 metres alone was six lengths faster than benchmark. That that's sizzling. You, you rarely see that. She drops four and a half kilos for this. Jason Collette sticks. And, you know, if she can get off the fence into that better ground, I, I think she lets fly. I'm wary of Key Largo. He's been costly to me this prep, but, you know, he should have won first up. But he, There's a few runs where you could say he should have won but or should have won, but he did it to himself. The first up loss was out of his control. He got poleaxed when he was looming to win. But... McDonald gets off Delexo here and takes over Key Largo, which is huge, and he gets a gate to stay out of trouble. Delexo just doesn't look suited to mine leading in the wet, so happy to bet around him with these two. Excellent. You've got uh, Key Largo is your 0.3 unit play at the 440 just to cover your stake, and Mayrose mm-hmm. a full unit at $4.80. Um, and yeah, shout out to the connections of Delexo who have lost uh, J-Mac for James Innes Jr. In the, <laughs> in the midway. Uh, race three salts. It's the Swede Embrace Stakes. It's group two for the two-year-old fillies. Um, set weights over the 1,200. Yeah, I'm waiting to bet here, so don't bet yet because I want to see if Cool and Gatter's running. I hope she does run as I reckon the gap between runs and a really wet track it, it offers no favours. Yeah, she can win. She's a gun. She's undefeated. But there's no favours in that. And there's a horse here, Lady Laguna, that's an absolute swimmer. She did it really tough last start. She had no cover, kept coming over 1,000 metres. You look two back, she went on a heavy track over 1,100 metres. And her trial between runs with Huey Bowman on, who, by the way, has just brought up his fourth winner at Newcastle today. So he's flying, rustic steel, bang, how do you like that? Huey's on board and... For the trial, is an absolute corker with the winkers on in the trial and they stay on first time today and looks like she can find the 1-1 and I'm keen she runs a race. If Coolangatta comes out, I'll reassess 
what price I have her and whether or not it's a bet. But if Coolangatta stays in by 7.30 a.m. Saturday morning, then Lady Laguna for a unit. Yeah, and she's at $4.50 on Top Sport. Um, hey, race eight is another one of the group ones this weekend. It's the surround stakes for the three-year-old fillies over the 1,400. And uh, I'm uh, getting involved here, Saltzy, uh, with Espiona. So this is a horse that, you know, SP'd at $1.50 last start, and you're getting about $2.20 here in the group one surround. I think the best thing about Fangirl having all the favours last start is that we get somewhat of a price about Espiona. So that's why I'm getting involved. Um, got flushed out a little early for mine last start in the light fingers and uh, everything just went right for the winning horse and not all honours, but everything. It was a great ride by uh, Huey, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and all honours, you know, the winner because that, that's how it unfolded. But I think Espiona second up. Um, yeah, I think pound for pound is the better horse. So improve and turn the tables here, and I'm happy to take anything in the black on Espiona in the surround. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. The that SP last start, um, and now you're getting now you're getting above two dollars, and that ride from Huey was ride of the day. Mm. I, I'm I'm going to bet her, but I'm, I've just looked at that field, and I'm just saying I'm just going to wait until. I don't want to get poleaxed with any deductions if that. It's a good uh, happens. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but I, I think that she'll win the race, yeah. Yeah, nice. Uh, let's head to race nine now, Salts, which is benchmark 88 over the 2,000. This is Mr. G, and it's not the drama teacher from Summer Heights High. It's actually a horse trained by John O'Shea. And also got a good listener as well that's known as Mr. G, who will be uh, tipping a couple back with on Saturday. Yeah, Mr. G. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, 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 really? You didn't know that. Yeah. He's a bit of a... Uh, uh, character. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've done well there. So 0. 0.6, 0. 0.65 of a unit I'm having on Mr. G. And he's here off eight days. He won really well in lesser grade at Canterbury last start, over 1,900 metres. That was second up. He came from last. It was a, The track played evenly that night, which is has happened a couple times recently, which is outrageous. But it's still not easy to come from last at Canterbury, no matter what's happening. And yeah. the further... They went the further he was going to win by. Now he was beaten fair square by through Irish eyes here when they met first up, and they meet at level weights today after Reese Jones takes two off. But Mister G's had an extra run under the belt since, and through Irish eyes was there first up off a long break. So Mister G's had the extra run, and he's on a a shorter backup. And you know he's off eight days. He's backed up ten days before and, and was really unlucky. So. He's on a short backup, and I think for what's going to be a wet trap slog, I reckon that's advantage to him with that runner at his belt, and he gets through the heavy going. So I think he's good value, Mr. G. I'll have a little nibble at him. Yeah, and you're getting nine bucks about Mr. G in race nine. Yeah. And I'll be following you as well. And if, if Yee Yee if Ye Ye wins that, I'll cry. Oh. Giving that horse some chances. Oh, God. <laughs> every, every time this prep. I was, I was keen on that last start and like there was nothing in the map, the figures, the track condition that said it would drift and it drifted badly and ran terribly. Mm. So, how, did, how did someone know and not me? <laughs> I know everything. This, <laughs> this is crap. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's. Uh, that rounds out the specs at Randwick. So let's head to Morford Phil now and hopefully a little bit Better weather on the horizon in the city of churches, Saltsy. 
Yeah, so it'll be a good four or three, and there's a decent southerly blowing, like a, a you know 35k an hour southerly, and that's right at their back from sprint trips. So uh, advantage on speed from those sprint trips. All right. Well, you you're going to kick us off in race three. It's a three year old benchmark sixty eight over the twelve hundred. Yep, Sharwen. I got plenty of time for this filly, and she repaid the faith. She failed at Stony Creek Fresh, but there were excuses. I was really keen. She got well backed, and then went to Packenham last start and led and won really well. She had a nice jump out at Flemington between runs, and there's a leading jockey booked here, Todd Pennell, and I think she can lead or sit outside the leader with that wind at her back, and very progressive, and probably the best horse in the race. Yeah, and you're getting two dollars eighty for Sharwen in race three, Top Sport unit there for salts uh i'm gonna head now to we're gonna flick through to race seven i've got a tip there it's a benchmark 68 for four-year-olds and upwards over the 1200 and uh i like the horse japery patty Payne trained horse there at around six bucks um the angus chung three kilo claim i reckon gets him in good here so drawing the paint and looking back through this horse's history takes three or four to get to the peak of his prep so it takes a bit to get going this time last year when he was fourth up with a similar um prep won a 78 at flemington so off that similar lead-in so paddy Payne's very astute when it comes to placement of his horses um and yeah japery's not heading to adelaide for the amy community series so, so <laughs> i'm uh i'm keen to get involved at around six bucks so i think it's good value in race seven mate japery's like a uh like a bermuda triangle for Paddy Payne horses, like it, it actually goes forward and puts itself in the race. Yeah, it like is, isn't it? There's it's not many the outlier. Yeah, it's a real yeah, outlier. They're usually out goal. the 45 lengths off off last. <laughs> yeah, too true. Yeah. Uh, hey, let's head to race eight, a benchmark 68 over the 1800. Jeez, we've got some tips in 1800 meter races today. This is a hmm. this is a two units record. It's it's, yeah, it's not one that pops up that often, is it? Nah, I've got yeah. three tips there, Salts. Yep. And uh, so race eight, benchmark 68, 1800. What do you got? Sandblast. I'm keen on Sandblast. 1.25 units at a good price. I think 550 is hovering around. And he has the advantage of coming through a really fast 1600 meter race last start. And I thought he stuck on really well because he peeled off the leaders back who just capitulated and he got there really early, but just kept grinding and he's lightly raced. You know, he's only had 10 starts and he's already a winner over 2000 meters. So getting up in trip should suit him. And what he does is he maps for a beautiful run. I, I spoke about how that Sutherley's blowing. So he's going to be on the fence when they head down the back, which gets wind cover from outside in. And there's going to be a horse settling in front of him. So he, he's just not going to face the breeze the entire race, I I assume. And he drops in class for this. Campbell Rewilla takes three kilos off to, um, you know, put him in well at the weights. And uh, he rode a Metro double last weekend to get the confidence up after a bit of a lean period. There's a horse here, Harley moving, laid out badly last start, cost himself, but I reckon had every chance prior to that, and it's off a slow tempo, and it's got a sticky gate. So I reckon they'll come for Sam Blass. I reckon take that price now. Yeah, we're getting five bucks at the moment on five, top Five, okay. Yep. For they're Sam they're obviously listening. Yeah, they've yeah. got you've got you bugged. But, yeah. hey, it's good. It, I'm glad you mentioned that about Campbell Rewiller. I, I want him to see him go well there because he's yeah. he really got sent packing by Perth and uh, then – 
ended up in Adelaide. So Perth or Sydney, or he's been around. He's was, been. A few he places. wasn't. A, he was. He was going to take up um, his apprenticeship in Perth, but he couldn't get in. So I think. Oh, big, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. See you next Tuesday, and went to yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's head to. I don't know. What's... <laughs> Jesus. Sheesh. <laughs> um, so we usually get a little like Doombin or Ascot tip in or something, but just could not get near those. I couldn't yeah. get near them this week. So, um, I've I found something on Friday night at the Valley that, and I had a look over the feature race on the card. Race seven, the group through the group three, Typhoon Tracy for the three year olds over twelve hundred, and um, the most famously won, of course, by uh, Mitchell Beer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mitchell Beer's got one to his name. Almighty Girl was the horse. Yeah. Um, anyway, so it's, I've I've had a look, bit of a look, and I've got one here at a bit of value. So Scorched Earth is the favourite in this race and she absolutely deserves favouritism. She's airborne at the moment and has the runs on the board, but I do love a different form line. And there's a Godolphin filly here that I think's a big smoky at the price. And I'll be having a small one by three play on it. And it's Hellfest at 20 bucks and $4 the place. Horse on the up, ran super last start at Gosford in a 64 drawn a great alley for her to get a suck run in behind the speed. McNeil's in really good form and, and I just think it's great value and good shopping and Hellfest is one with a good high ceiling and, and I want to play at the price. Salty. Whoop, 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 whoop. Salty over the top. Salty over the top. Sorry, footy. Sorry, mate. I'm going to have to come in on this tip and I've actually had a look at that race and I've come up with something different. It's a, it's a lot tighter in the market. So I know you're going one by three. So... Good luck to both of us. I, I like snapped. I think mm. she had every right to race fiercely last start, and she did that because she ran sizzling time off a really fast tempo, leading over 1,200 metres on debut, like outstanding time, and then went four weeks between runs with no jump out between runs, stayed at 1,200 metres here last start, sat off a slow speed and pulled really badly. Thornton pulled her off heels really early, and he basically never give her a head. She just put put them away as easy as you like within a few strides. And now that freshness is out of her legs, she can elevate today. And there's actually not a huge amount of speed engaged here. So there's an option to lead. And, and if she does, I think that makes her terribly hard to beat. And Scorchers has a bit of a tricky map. They chuck the winkers on here and she's coming through fast races. Good horse, like you said, runs on the board. But I'm not sure what they do from, from mm. that gate. Interesting. Yes. Well, Saltsy over the top. <laughs> also, he's also added sizzling to his to vernacular as well today, I've noticed. I think you've rolled out about five sizzlings. Have I? I, I do. You know what I'm like. I find a word and I hammer it. Oh, I know. And yeah. then he's gone a third-person Saltsy over the top. <laughs> stinger. So, look, I'm happy to take on Saltsy over the top at 20 bucks. Yeah. You know, $2.80. Yeah. $2. Oh, sorry. Snapped is $2.80 there on Top Sport as well. Yeah. And, you know, it's just business as usual if that salutes Salts. But if mm. Elfest salutes, they will chair me through the streets of Mooney Ponds. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you if that salutes, you can send me a voice memo just going whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. I'll be over the, the top. top. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, good. Oh, nice little head-to-head for us um, on Friday night. 
that rounds out the specs for this week. Uh, so four tracks, three states. And it's now time, Saltsy, for our brand new segment. I wish that I could make her Unit. All right, that's some good stinker there. <laughs> it is time for unit of the week, Salts. And <laughs> he loves it. Oh, I must. We must say a big shout well. out. And well, yeah, shout out to me. No, shout out to <laughs> Tristan from Top Sport for uh, getting on board unit of the week. The way that it's worked, if you've seen Salts' lovely uh, production work on on Twitter, there one take. Uh, it, one take only. <laughs> Top Sport are going to uh, provide us with two $100 bonus bets per week. Uh, and our unit of the week is going to have one bet, $100 for our charity, which is uh, Horse Rescue Australia Salts, and $100 for the unit of the week. And, and all the winnings from those will be split down the middle, obviously. The um, half goes to the charity, half goes to the unit of the week. And uh, this week, we've got Mark on board as our unit of the week, our first one off, first cab off the rank. And his reason why he wanted to be unit of the week, he's currently stuck at home. He's in he's in a two-week isolation with two girls aged six and eight. He's endured fashion shows, makeup, endless wiggles, Barbie shows, and much more. And you know, it's it's honest work, but we thought we'd give him a little chop out salts and uh, here's Mark's tip for this week. Hi boys, thanks for choosing me uh, for the $100 bet. Uh, I'll be going to Randwick uh, race six, number 11, promise of success, trained by uh, Jay O'Shea, ridden by Colette. Uh, got uh, good form, uh, track uh, two starts for uh, one win and a placing uh, in the heavy. Uh, it's got extremely uh, good form. Low in the weights, primed to get a good run, and uh, hopefully it's six dollars fifty uh, with the hundred dollars on the nose. That'd be great. Thank you. All right. So Marky is with Promise of Success Randwick Race Six, and he quoted six fifty. But as always, Tristan and the team at Top Sport, we've got seven dollars for that. So he's standing Woo-hoo. between six hundred dollars for himself and six hundred dollars for Horse Rescue Australia on Saturday, Randwick Race Six. Good luck, Mark. Hopefully, you can bring home the chocolates for the podcast. Yeah, good luck, Mark. And hey, just quickly, all the, the fashion shows and Barbie shows and that, that's I heard that's what it's like living with you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a four outfits guy before I head out. I want to make yeah. sure I'm looking my best. I don't know where you're going with the Barbie stuff, but whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, well... Mark's put it all on the line, so it's time for us to put it all on the line now, Salts, and it's time for two units, our best bets around Australia. As always, I kick off the segment, and my best is in the Group 1 Oakley Plate. Uh, it's a handicap over the 1100 Caulfield Race 8, and I'm siding with Marabi at $2.70. Been into this horse for a while now in terms of uh, future wages. I've been more than open about that on the show. Also made a joke a couple of weeks ago, I think Saltz has uh, get a name engraved on the Oakley plate now. And um, she's just a horse that, and the pattern and style of horse, you just got to love. So beautiful cruising speed can sprint off a really solid tempo. Nothing changes for me here. And uh, I'm really keen on Marabi in the Oakley plate at $2.70. Lovely, mate. They'll go like Oakley platers here. Um. Mate, I'm putting my nuts on the line, and the reason why I say that is I'm actually tipping a shorty this week, and like as someone that 
tips a lot, of course, you, you actually feel more pressure the shorter they are because yeah. because they're easy to find in a sense, but you've got to find the right ones and race to a to core be, field. To be fairness, sorry to cut you off there, so yeah. is, and you look a lot through your tips, is you don't often dive. I'd love to see your stats and your spread. You don't often dive a lot into horses in the red. Ever. Nah, nah, it's pretty not rarely. Your sti- it's it's not your style. Nah, so pretty rarely. Yeah, this this is big. Yeah, so uh, race two at Caulfield is a Group Three mares, fourteen hundred meters set weights and penalties, and flying mascots the favourite here. And and like I mentioned, she's easy to find. But I just I'm just struggling to see what beats her. She took she took Probabil who who's retired now, but was super the other week. She's an absolute superstar, and it took a superstar to nail her. On the line, she was still excellent, and she was just poorly weighted against probability of those weights. And she went to the paddock running proper time twice on the trot over sixteen hundred meters. So going twelve to fourteen hundred meters second up is definitely a positive. And the the race doesn't have heaps of speed. I'd suggest she goes to the front and runs along, and and the rest will just see rump from start to finish. One point seven five units. I think she wins. How good's rump? Uh, yeah, dollar I'm, eighty. I'm more ribeye, <laughs> mate. But dollar yeah. eighty-five. So it's best one point seven five units. That's nearly two units. Um, yeah, I'm a bit nice. scared to do two units. So it's a, a bit shy. Yeah. Can, I, can I share the te- can you share the text with the listeners that you sent me last week? Ah, uh, nah. <laughs> 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 I was trying to think which one it was because there's, there's probably a thousand that are like yeah. definitely no. Yeah. Can't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll park that. Yeah. Um, mate, that rounds out the two unit segment, rounds out episode five, <laughs> season three. Jeez, we're just getting into we're getting into gear now and we're just cruising through, aren't we? Yeah, we're feeling it. We're feeling it, mate. Salty over the top's feeling fine. And I think now that it is episode five, it's time for another shameless plug. If you do love the podcast, please make sure you get onto Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star. Type in what you think of the show, and uh, hopefully it's all positive. We love doing it, but, um, yeah, we love doing it. Love the engagement that you guys give us week to week. Oath. All right. Enjoy your weekend, guys. As always, gamble responsibly. Uh, Can't wait to get me back next week in the hot seat. Have a good one.